What's up, Dirty Cones? I have with me today, he used to be a cone, but he's transgressed being a cone, so he's no longer a cone. He's a full man. Uh, he's a great man. I like him. He's a very nice guy. He's very smart. I've had some, I've, we've had some pretty good conversations. Um, you will know him in reference as the cone known as On and Off. And uh, so, what's up, <laughs> dude? There's a lot of uh, perseverance in this young man. Uh, yeah, he was at the came to the course. I want to say three times, four times. Uh, three times. Three times. Yeah. Right. I knew three, but uh, I thought there might have been. Well, you didn't have going through another course, but uh, three times throughout the years uh, was it four or five year? Um, During the four or five year period, uh, once in the oh seven oh eight time period, and then. Uh, going on towards the 2014, I did two classes with you guys. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. And it was always a pleasure to see you. And and if people are interested in what you look like, you are actually the cone that does the pull-up and the push-up video. That's a pretty popular video. <laughs> it, it is. You know, it was always a good one. You, you want to know something funny, though? Um, so it's it's, what, 57 seconds maybe? And people stop watching at 48 seconds or – like they they get three quarters of the way through and then they stop. And interesting. Well, they need to watch the whole thing because it's important. I, I believe that attention to detail is super important at that course. It's attention to detail is super important in life. But the whole video, everyone needs to watch from the time you tell me to recover yep. and carry on. Yep. Because if you're going to that school, attention to detail is everything. You might be doing some extra reps, right? Yeah. What, oh, yeah. And and I like what your point, the point being, see things through to the end. You can be like Reagan. You can trust but verify. And, you know, just pay attention. And I think it goes for any course. Um, yeah, now, now those might be specifically for our course, but the ability to do exactly what someone says, when they say it, how they say it, is, is the... Uh, the personality or the character trait that we're looking for. This is valid, man. I, I can't uh, agree with you more on that. Doing things right, even though they're hard sometimes, can uh, benefit you a lot. I remember one time we were doing our ins and outs, and for the day we were doing our outs, and uh, I think was, I won't throw his name out there, one of my good buddies, uh, I'm sure you know him, Mike, uh, Adage. I just said the first part of his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Gio is his last portion of the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're doing our outs, and uh, Medlock walks out as we're just scurving, brother. <laughs> and uh, we're just doing our push-ups as fast as possible. And I'm, like, looking at the door, and he comes out. I'm like, no, stop, stop, stop. And uh, he comes out, he's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> And he just loses his mind. He starts telling us about Jesus all day. He starts telling us about how he loves us so much. But I did over 
200 eight-count bodybuilders in the rocks that day, and then uh, probably did about another hour with uh, my fins on my hands doing circles while getting sprayed down in the duck crawling position. So uh, I think that doing the right thing can save you a couple, maybe uh, three or four hours of your time and maybe your physical fitness, your health, <laughs> a little bit. My hands look like hamburgers after that. Think about the first time you did arm rotations. Did you ever think that you could get to a place where you wouldn't be able to pick your arms up at all? No, absolutely not. I mean, I think about this all the time. I'm in, uh, uh, I teach Taekwondo, and when I'm there, uh, I'm always hit the bag. I'm always staying in positions for a really long time, whether it be a horse stance and then doing my muscle block or my, my high blocks or whatever, so you have to have tremendous shoulder strength. But um, it's not very hard for me after being at that school. I've never been that much, that, that exhausted in my, with my arms, <laughs> yeah, especially with fins on them, man. Uh, how wild. You, you have to definitely have some, uh, some nice shoulders at that school, man. Do the pull-ups, the dips, the, the push-ups, uh, I don't know, standing on your shoulders, what is it, jacking your feet up, I remember when you got yep. to have to do that for, goodness, like 30 minutes at a time. I remember Ryla made me stand on a bar for like 30 minutes, he timed it too, and I was falling off. <laughs> but I learned a lesson, you know where I actually learned that lesson from? It was when we were over at battle, and you were instructing uh, the guys, and you said, I want you guys to hang up on the bar as long as you can, and don't give up. Yep. And whoever's on that bar last wins. And everybody has to fall off the bar. I hook my feet up there. And you were <laughs> like, hey, that's thinking outside the box. That's exactly what I want to see. Yep, and then everybody did a muscle up and just hung out up up top. Yep. Because hang that's... Up top, wrap your legs around it, hang upside down, do whatever you have to do to stay on that bar. Yep. But you have to pay attention to detail. So your detail right there was stay on the bar. Yep. You didn't say how we stayed on the bar. So, when I give the pass test now, or, or, so, like, when dudes come train with me, I give them pass. And so, I I tell them, just swim. Swim 500 meters. And they're like, "Uh, freestyle, flins, blah, blah, blah. Can I use a mask? Can I? I'm like, swim 500 meters i don't care how you do it what you do and i use it as a gauge to see all right are they cardio enough that they can do freestyle do they know freestyle do they doggy paddle do they backwards like how are they are they swimming backwards and not you know or are they walking on water but i i use that and i picked that up you that's probably about the moment that i found that this thought that I've been working on for years is you just tell somebody to do something and see what they do. And and being a, a PJ or a Green Beret or a SEAL or a Marine, you have to be able to think outside of that box so much that what are the rules that you have given me? What what are the parameters of the war that I am fighting that am I allowed to do? And what how much of my mind gets to be used? And And in the soft community, they use you to think. They need you to think. Am I wrong? This is valid. You have to be a thinker. You have to think outside of the box. Um, uh, you know, my job being in uh, the community as well, but on the Army side, like, um, during any process that we go through, they want to see how you think. They're looking at your psychology. Yep. And how you adapt under very, very uncertain circumstances because they're not always going to be there. You're going to be in the middle of a country in the middle of X, country X, Y, Z, and you're going to have to figure out how to get it done with minimal resources, yep. with minimal help, 
one of the things they do during processes is they see, they give you, hey, I'm going to give you this this Jeep with two tires on it. I'm going to give you some rope and some poles, and I want you to get here at this time. This is your distance direction and uh, your time. You got any questions? No? Nope. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, you figure out how to get it done. But so think about like we we learned that and, and you, you learned that, but how many of these guys don't know this? Just, I mean, just about everybody. I mean, I would say a tremendous amount of people don't really get it yet. And they have to be put in a position where they have no way out. Um, I, I uh, talk to my parents uh, from time to time. I just got back from visiting them in South Carolina. And I told them, you know, like, I tried to do my best to figure it out on my own for, for the last 13 years, whether it be in the military or in business, um, doing both. I, I was never at home. All my other brothers, they stayed at home and they went to school, they went to a job, and they're, they're still in South Carolina. But for me, I left in 07. And I've been gone for 13 years. And I had to figure it out on my own. And you have to learn things on your own. You can't have somebody do it for you. You can't have people just give you the answer and guide you on that path. Now, I've had some tremendous mentors, you being one of them, Mike, and you've helped me through this process very much. But were you here for me when I needed to go through this course? You couldn't do that for me. Right. I had to figure it out on my own. Um, back in the day, you did help me, and you gave me answers, but I did not listen, and I did not learn. Um I eventually did by getting uh, my head stuck underwater a couple times too much and having to figure it out. Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> a little egg on your face to, to learn that maybe I should start listening. Maybe I, uh, I should start being mentored by other people who have deep domain expertise in what it is that I want to go to. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to do it yourself. No one's going to hold your hand. And at the same time, there's no clear answer sometimes. You just have to go and try and do the work, do the task. Nobody's going to tell you how to do it. You've got to go figure it out on your own. And you've got to be completely relentless, seeking out no matter what, and have the clarity and vision, doing exactly what it is you have to get done, to be there and I think that's what makes up you guys this community definitely makes up ours on our side with a, a person uh, with a purpose know. can't be defeated yes and and that's yeah, I think that's the progressive realization of a worthy goal but progressive realization is going and doing something that you don't know how to do mm-hmm. right? you figure out how to get it done by um, this inner drive using Every single capability that you have in your heart and your mind and your body and your soul to get it done. You know what? I'm glad that you said it that way because a lot of – so say we have a problem. All right. First off, by calling it a problem, we're already looking at it the wrong way, right? We have an issue. An issue is something that can be solved, all right? So look at how you look at the program or the problem to begin with. And then secondly, count what are your assets? What do you have – because if I've got you and me, pff, 
I've been, I'm not worried about anything. You know, I've got you and and a bunch of dirty cones. You'll figure it out. You know, if if it's just a bunch of cones, then I'm like, uh, they're done. <laughs> you know, the Titanic is going to sink. The bomb is going to go off. And but count your assets and think positive when you when you see a situation because. Um, Oh God! In um, Japanese, the symbol for opportunity is risk over chance. Risk over chance. Like what? What? It, what? It's Do you a risk. On that just a little bit? Yeah. So, um, think about so because I've always I've been thinking about this since two thousand three when I was in Okinawa and I found out what opportunity meant. And so it's the symbol for risk over the symbol for chance. All right. What is the risk? What are the chance? What are the chances? Am I like a million to one and the risk is easy? Or is the risk a million to one and the chance is a million to one against me? You know, and yes. and I think if you uh, attack life in that manner and assume that everyone is out to get you, they're not necessarily going to shoot you. But so – uh, Mattis said that you need to know how to kill everybody you meet. Well, as a pararescue man, you need to not only know how to kill everybody you meet, but you also need to know how to save everybody you meet. Right? So the inverse is the obverse, and it's all there in that if you are able to go through life, I listen to you, I understand your intention or your focus or your f- angle that you're coming at something. Because I bring this up in how many times have you had a discussion with somebody and you were saying the same thing, but were arguing? A lot of the time, it's the uh, that's the issue, right? Uh, but but how how in a world can we live where we're both saying the same thing but we're arguing? So um, I've come up with this new idea. Just yes. Like, whatever somebody wants to think, yes, right? As long as it's not hurting anybody's rights, religious freedoms, or whatever, living, don't bother anybody, the answer is yes. You want to be a Republican? Yes. You want to be a Democrat? Yes. You want to think that there's no global warming? Okay, yes. You want to think that there is global warming? Okay, yes, right? You just let people think whatever they want to think because there's nothing you're going to do to change them. And if we all just kind of accepted each other, you know, I worship uh, a piece of pizza that lives in my refrigerator. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. what, whatever. Because we coexist here all together and we're all in this together in this world. And uh, that would make things work a lot better. And on a team, I, I was told this actually by my business partner, Mike. His name's Mike, too. I got a lot of mics. Um, <laughs> Mike Squared, Mike Trio, <laughs> Pete Quattro, <laughs> Mike Quattro. Um, but we, we did have this discussion earlier, and I was speaking with my business partner, Mike, and he said, uh, Alex, you and I are different, and that's okay, because if we were the same, we wouldn't need each other on the team. Yep. Because sometimes we're saying the exact same thing, but we just look at it from a different angle. And that's what makes up the special team that you have different specialties, that you have different knowledge and different capabilities, and that you all have different um, looks on life or different angles, different lenses of how you see things. Yep. But what the reality is, too, is that we all share the same characteristics. We all want the best out of life. We all want greatness, right? At least most people do. At least the people I want to be around, they want greatness. And any of they may not know what greatness is, I'd love to show them what greatness actually is, and it might inspire them. I'm sure you'll do the same thing, Mike. Mm-hmm. But one of the 
try and idolize or mimic or anything like that. Because your skills and your knowledge and your abilities are very substantial and very important. They have tremendous potential if you just build them and that you will apply them in a way where you're working well with others and you can understand other people's angles. You don't have to disagree with them. You don't have to disagree with them all the time. Accept them. Yeah. Accept what they're saying. And be like, you know, maybe you do have a puzzle piece. And I got a puzzle piece. We work together. We'll have a puzzle. A full puzzle, right? Amen. And that's why we meet people. Yeah, that's exactly why we have people in the world's sense, man. <laughs> because we don't want to be alone so that we can be together. Mm-hmm. When you're together, you're in a puzzle. Yep. You're in a puzzle piece together, man. And you make up the world. If you just you take a little puzzle piece of the way and you'll come together and you have a world, right? A planet, Earth. Yep. Yeah. And I think... Puzzle. Dude, it could be – think about it. If everybody pulled their own weight or did what they were supposed to do, you could be the best McDonald's fry maker, but it's your your pride. You're doing the best you can because even if you're – it's still service. Like here's your food. You're serving somebody. In the military, it's service. If we all served each other and opened the door or just a little polite or something – and did what we were supposed to do, we would have greatness because everybody would be great. The light would shine and everybody would see exactly. Because it's not about my greatness or your greatness. Like, you you don't, in my opinion, you don't want to be great. You just want to be you. And by being the best you, that is what's great. Um, there's a stud circle quote. I think you'll love it. It says, I'm the best me there is. There's nobody better than me. But... I am no better than anybody else. That's that's just the perfect way of looking at it, man. And whatever you want to be in this world, just be yourself. Now you can be put into different positions, different places where you shine. Right. Uh, you and me, both of us, we, we were best suited as warriors. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't go do other things. I've had very great success in business, and I see myself as an entrepreneur. And you as well, you're going and doing great things too. That's an entrepreneurship ability, but it comes down to who you are. Everything you do is great. doesn't matter where you're put. Yeah. Because you are great. Yeah. You are a great person, Mike. And oh. I believe and I will do my best to be a great person. So wherever you're put, you're shining. Everything you touch turns to gold. Yeah. And when I think about it, man, just like if you fight every single day for that, to be the best that you can, and you go into that fray, then so many people avoid themselves, are so afraid of just being who they are. And most of us live in this as warriors because it's honest, because sometimes we want to be alone. Sometimes we don't think people understand us as warriors, right? Yeah. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be PJs. They're always at home and they're always alone, even with someone they love. <laughs> yeah, mothers lock your daughters up whenever we go out, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, just to think about things, the cost of this life, it has done a lot for you, I'm sure. Being in the PJ community, you spent many years in that. Uh, would you say the cost of extremity and the cost of glory, you've paid for it? And you paid for it, and I, I think I talked about this with you yesterday, the cost of extremity and the cost of glory, 
we pay for it every single day. We pay for it with the scars on our body. We pay for it with this disillusionment of our soul. And we carry a nihilism that we never did before. I don't think there's any other way for a warrior, though, but to go into the fret, like you and I. Oh, yeah, you you have to go. It just... The, it's a very high price. Like, all your friends, all their families, the wailing of their families and mothers, and just, I don't know, like, it, it it's up to each person to decide. And um, so this might sound funny, but if I was to go in today, I would go and be a rescue swimmer with the Coast Guard. Like, so... Yeah, dude, the only way that I was able to join the military was to be pararescue. Because at the time, pararescue was offense. I'm, I'm a trained SEAL, but my entire job is there to help people. I'm not looking to kill anybody. If I, if I have to shoot somebody because they're going to shoot a friend of mine or they're going to you know, kill somebody that I love or know or that I'm responsible for, then yes, I, will, I would. I'm saying that my mentality and my yes, I, the whole career field has changed or is changing. And do you want to elaborate on that, or do you want to? Well, everybody knows they're 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 setting up AvSpec War to be like an ODA, and while I I support whatever they're doing, my thought process is that. I like helping people, and if we're now an offensive platform, or more so an offensive platform, because um, AFSOC's always been AFSOC, but I can live with that because we were there for a good, we're there to protect people. So if I can, if I put defense into it, into my head, I could make it work. And so now, Rescue Swimmer, right? Because I'm not really digging all the wars that we're fighting, because we just kind of start to make stuff up now. Um, they defend the country, they're medics. And they live by the beach, and like as a as a forty five year old dude looking back at all the waves I missed and everything, it's like I would rather have just gone surfing and been happy. Yeah, man, because you're pretty much a modern day bodhisattva. Yeah. <laughs> if if I was that good, then yes, but not. Um, I it's all about helping people, bro. Like it, they're um, remember. Um, Hacksaw Ridge, yeah. Old Des- Desmond Doss, man. Like everybody's trying to kill themselves and kill other people in this world. It, it shouldn't somebody be trying to help people? Like I, I mean that that came out long after it was about retirement time for me. But it it made me happy that other people felt the same way. Brother, um, many people would disagree on, with me on this, and and that's fine because. I'm very controversial on things sometimes because I like to do sometimes what the crowd's not doing. Yeah. And with this thought process on life versus death, and I've seen death and I've seen life, and I know you've seen both as well, probably more than me. But that's not the answer to our existence as warriors. Our our existence as warriors is to defend. We know that... Yeah, yeah, warriors are defending, but what are we defending? Exactly, what are we defending? Um, what I would like to say, just from the surface level portion of that question, and what I was trying to cover would be more that sometimes the weapon is not always the answer. You're, right. 
grenade or the whatever you want to use, the mortar, the indirect fire that you're using. The word, the spoken word, words are weapons, and it's your most powerful tool that you can have. In my career field, my specialty in both arenas, maybe the military or business, the most powerful thing that I have are my words. Right, and so... If you can work well with others, and if you can leverage somebody else to do what it is that you want them to do, and make them feel inspired and motivated to do that action, then you can move mountains. You could start wars, and you can end wars. You could fix poverty. You could cause it. Right. You could even have world peace one day if, if we just had that ability and I don't know if it's there because we do live in a society where war has been with us since the beginning of time and it'll be there till we exist no more. Oh yeah, it'll and probably it, it would take us out. Work, <laughs> and, and that's what's going to be what takes us out eventually as well, but it doesn't mean we can't try. Right, and right. so if you remember, this is why I was telling you that like I really was proud of you and happy where you were and admired what you got going on because you're telling me that there are people out there that are good warriors and that are holding the line and that are doing the right thing and nobody knows they exist. Yes, some of the greatest men I've ever met are some of the guys that, that have been blessed to meet and uh, work with so far and I love to say um, that they could be hurt but the majority of them they stay silent and I understand there's things in my life that I want and the things that I want to do and those are my decisions um, and I never dare bring discredit to them or speak on something that I shouldn't be speaking on or bring them up in a conversation. That's why I love to stick away as much as possible from work. And I know you, we talked about that earlier, but if I could just say, these are the silent warriors and that's all they want to be is the best they can be. And um, they're, they're some of the greatest men I've ever met. And don't feel bad about sneaking away or needing time alone, bro. Time, you you take care of you. So, like, if you you just you just be polite and say, "Hey, I might be quiet, but I'm still here if someone needs me," you know. But just so that way people know, and and they understand. I mean, a lot of a lot of dudes like to. I mean, that's why they go fishing or they go surfing or they you know you need. We were talking about this earlier. I was telling you you need a a hobby or something else outside of work, even if it's like knitting or collecting knives from around the world, just some kind of a hobby that sometimes gets you out of, like, it's your happy place. Yes, absolutely. That's essentially what we're doing right here. It's the way I look at it. It's, it's a vessel that you can use to take off some steam and get out of that action, get out of that unfortunate, it's a very serious job. Yeah. It's very serious, and you, you are stressed. Yeah. It takes a lot of your time, and I knew that you spent a long time doing that, and uh, you've seen things that you had to go through that probably you want no one else to ever have to go through, ever. <laughs> ever. And, ever, man. But doing something for yourself on your off time, whether it be doing a podcast like this or going and taking up a martial art, uh, I do that. I can teach kids, and I enjoy it. I love it because it makes me be the person that I I should be 
Yep. Uh, because being serious all day, maybe being very thick-skinned, is uh, maybe sound pretty alpha male to some people. But I believe having thick skin also requires you having a warm heart versus thin skin and a cold heart. Most people see a person who has um, a very cold heart, demeanor, that they're this thick-skinned robot or whatever it might be. That's definitely not the truth. Um, you have to be um, a pliable person. You can't just be strict and stiff all the time. And I see that. And then you, what you do, you take it out on your family, you take it out on the bottle, you take it out on drugs, you take it out on all these other addictions that you shouldn't be in. So being constructive on your off time is probably the best answer I can give to that. And finding something that you can do for yourself or do for your family. Be, be a, if you have a family, be a family man. Because this doesn't last forever, Mike. You know this. Oh, yeah. I know you wanted it to. I know <laughs> you wanted it to. I know you wish you could have had that life forever. And you know what? You probably do have that life. Some don't, but you already, I know that you do because oh. you're a good man, a great man, and you go where you go, and you're great. It's not the title or the status that makes you. It's you. Yeah. You don't have to do that job anymore to be a PJ in all reality because the things that make up that job, you still are. But you're never going to be a title or status. And, and that's the way I look at it, too. I'm never going to be a title or status. What I do here in my job or business, whatever it might be, that's not who I am. I'm just going to be me, man. And that's all you can do. But but that I've, I've sadly, so many people don't know who they are, and are still trying to figure it out. And so then they they're stumbling. So I I appreciate that. That was a very nice uh, compliment there. You're welcome. Thank you. You're so good at giving compliments. So I figured I need to give you a couple. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't give out compliments very much. I will give them out if earned, but. Uh, I always, the, the whole coddle versus, you know, do you give too many attaboys? You got to like be sparing with your attaboys so that way they appreciate them. Otherwise, you know, every, everyone gets a trophy. Oh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I mean, we could be in this room doing uh, whatever, someone on the catwalk watching, and you could be up there too with me, and we're looking down and we're watching guys going through a room and they're doing their entry procedures and their clearing methods the correct way, and they do it just freaking awesome, right? Yep. They do it the next time, freaking awesome. You start getting too many compliments and they just back off, really, yep. because you, you can't just give them um, this all the time. And to be honest, maybe maybe it's just that we're in a world that, maybe just in the world that we're talking about right now, um, that there is no room for error. And also, um, they don't give a lot of compliments. <laughs> so, no. Although, uh, if... If, if, no, no, no. I was probably the worst through training, and but I, you, you keep your head down. You make sure your powder's dry. You make sure you got all your gear. You've gone to school. You're prepped. You're 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 loaded. You're ready to go. Like as long as you keep yourself. I mean, and it's a fine edge and a hard edge. But the way that you counter that is you're at work. You're in. You're not at work. You're off. You turn it off, you relax, you you do your hobby, you do whatever. Um, if you got a reason to drink, you don't drink. You know, if, and if, and this is where, like, on a, if we were doing an operation and, you know, and I've blown through all my mags, you know, and you say, hey, who, who's up, who's down? Oh, I'm good. 
you know, because I don't want you to know that I blew through all my mags. So then I lie and say I'm good, right? Which I wouldn't do. But it's the same thing with emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Where are we? If, you know, if I'm like, hey, you up? You're like, yeah, I'm up. But no, I'm not. You know, and, and then be able to speak to somebody. It doesn't have to be everybody, but everybody needs somebody that they can call and be like, I am having a bad day. Oh, just just hear me out. Give me five or ten minutes. I'm I'm processing uh, you know, or dude, uh I'm I'm I could I could I talk to you for a little bit? Like give me five or ten minutes, you know, and maybe that five or ten minutes is all I need. Or maybe you're like, hey, um, wow, you know, you should really go talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. And and then there's all kinds of resources. Or go talk to the team sergeant. Or go talk to the first sergeant. Or there's always somebody, you know, but you should – because you are going to be a fine honed edge, you know. And it is hard being at the tip of the spear. But to relax and learn to turn it off. Can't always have a race car in the red. You know, you, you need to learn to mellow out. And, and you have a good balance. You know, you have your family. You have stuff going on. Um, you have your your business, which eventually we'll get to, um, and so you know. But for for young people, period, be able to speak to somebody, find somebody that you can talk to, and then all the stuff we're talking about. Because like, if I had to do it, you know, it's nineteen ninety six again. I would do it all over again. Like it would be worth it. Um, but for me. No, no, I wouldn't change a thing. I would have been a PJ. I would, I would love every single moment of what I did, how I did it. Uh, I might have went to the doctor a little bit earlier or took care of some injuries um, that, you know, that I ignored because I'm like, oh, it's, it's not that bad, you know. But it was really bad. That's another thing. Saying you're broke when you actually are, and you need to get sick. Yeah. That's another thing. It's not just the hey, I got something going on with my mind. Yep. Because people just don't want to talk about it, and that was what we were talking about earlier, man. Being at the tip of the spear, whatever it might be, whatever you want to call it, it could be in a job in the corporate world. Yeah. And you're not your job. Nope. And you are you. If you don't take care of you, you are going to end. You're going to end quickly, and you're going to self implode on yourself, self-destruct, and you're going to get into destructive behaviors. And that's what a lot of guys do. They don't want to talk about it. They keep it to themselves. They take it out on the bottle. They take it out on drugs. They take it out on bad other things, like maybe even steroids or something like that. And you stay away from that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But saying that you need help, talking to a friend, going and getting help for your physical needs. Yep. And a lot of guys don't do that. And it's because you're you're not turning off when you're off the yeah. job because you're not who you are because you don't know who you are because you become something else other than a person. And that's and you're never gonna be that regardless if you're in the military if you're at this high level of excellence all the time you're never gonna just be that I know you're being the best that you can because you have to do it to help your friends help your teammates and accomplish the mission and it's the same thing if you're in the corporate corporate world a lot of guys get so much into their job because they're unfortunately in our community in our world seeking a financial gain or whatever it might be being the best they can at their job loving something that doesn't love them back 
that's one of the things that we, we need to start tackling is that you can ask what you want to do. You can pick the title, you can pick the status, but you choose nothing else. Or you can ask how you want to live. And you can find the association of those who live the life you want to live, whether that be business, whether that be a personal life, um, might be a minimalist life, might be a person who lives a grand life. A Buddhist life, a Christian life, could be a financially free life, could be a, a nerd life. You just want to go read books all day. I don't know. You want to be a learning machine. Right. What, it comes down to contentment. Like, when are you content? Or what are you content with? You know, do I need to own all the world and, you know, enslave everybody? Or do I just need to, like, I just need a place by the beach that I can go surfing and, you know, maybe a car and a dog? You know, like what what are you content with and where are you content with it? And and I think for me it was like when I was young I made the I was like I when I have enough, I'll have enough. Like an, enough is not too much and not too little. You know, I might have a slight uh surfboarding hoarding thing going on, but I can take all my friends surfing with me and everybody has a board. So uh I just consider it doing that, you know. But do do I need eight Maseratis and and a couple of airplanes? No, like I don't even need any of that. I'm okay with flying on Southwest. You know, get to the beach and be happy. What what do you need to be content with? And when you reach that, or when you're happy with what you got, dude. I mean, and I'll say like I thought life was the hardest thing I was ever going to do in life would be pararescue, and then after you know this whole year of Corona and watching everybody freak out. Like all the skills and things that I learned as a PJ are what I've been using to help people to like chill out and not worry so much and just kind of just keep training. And, and like you said earlier, to, I am a PJ still, but it's a philosophy now. The, the, the others may live the motto, the creed. It's a philosophy, you know, and, and, you know, my interpretation of it is I serve everybody on this planet and I'm here to make it at least a little bit better and and at the worst, not take away anything or hurt anybody. You know, just Everybody live. Everybody wants to know the secret sauce, man. Everybody wants to know the secrets to life. And it, it, sometimes it's rooted in some of those communities. Some of those jobs, they do have a fine understanding of what makes a solid person. Yes. Because they take you down to your lowest levels. They put you in a corner and they just kick you and kick you and kick you and tear everything that you are away, all of your ego, they take it all away. Now, you do need your ego, and you do need pride to grow, to try, and to become better. You'll develop that over time. I think everybody on a team develops that over time, and you've seen that, and I've seen it. But it doesn't take from who they actually really are. And A lot of these guys, um, they have developed into who they are. They might be a little bit too attached to their job sometimes, but um, there's some fine people out there in the community in general, and but I really you- think that all these processes, these selections, and these pipelines, they have molded people the right way. But these are skills that everybody should have. These are lessons everybody should learn. And, and it might be that PJ, the Pararescue community, taught you a lot of these things. But don't you think some of these things are things we should be teaching in life already that could be developed on a personal level without having to have served? Oh, yeah. No, no, totally. And And that's what we're trying to do, period is that just make a well-rounded human being, a peaceful warrior that could do whatever. Because I, I think the secret is no man has enemies unless he wants to. 
right? The be- right. the greatest general is the one who turns his enemies into friends. Oh yeah, and that's kind of what we were hitting out earlier. It doesn't always have to be the uh, the weapon that you use. That's a um, you know, destructive weapon. It could be a constructive yes. weapon. Your weapons could be your words. Clear, and, build, uh, hold. I mean, we we are a guerrilla faction for peace. And, and then that, like, we are teaching people exactly what you just said. All these lessons, whether you want to be a fireman or a cop or a PJ or a rescue swimmer, that water confidence breeds land confidence, breeds here is your village, here is your people that can work with you. And we have people everywhere, you know, because I consider you a part of my village. And, and I, 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 and and I am a part of your village. So, I mean, like, a friend of yours is a friend of mine. And, you know, hey, I'm in Africa. Oh, I know someone in Africa. Oh, okay. You know, and then you hook up people and you help people out. Or it's just everybody helping everybody. And whether you want to go in the Peace Corps or, you know, do whatever you want to do, join the JCs. Like, a life of service doesn't mean the military. You 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 know, like we said, working at McDonald's. I mean, there's service. You know, Jesus was a servant. He served everybody. He washed their feet. Just because I do something doesn't mean I'm below you. It means I am, we're peers. We're equal. We're all equal. And, and like you said, everything that everyone brings to the table is a little bit different, little piece of the puzzle. And what I love about your job is like, you guys are building people. It's the same, it, same thing I'm trying to do. Build people who can go out there, not be, oh, we're all going to die. The ship's sinking. Oh, all right. The ship's sinking. Okay. There's some lifeboats. Let's figure something out. You know, we, we need less sheep. We need more sheep dogs. I'm glad you're doing all this, Mike, um, especially wanting to preserve and grow our communities through your outreach with, um, what, what do you guys uh, go by, by the way? Your, your, your tribe. You guys have a name? You guys have a, a title? Yeah, so we're Waves of Change. And, waves uh, of Change. Yeah, and we have a website and a performance institute. <laughs> so it's Waves of Change Performance Institute. But what it is is I'm working with the dudes, of what, cones, period, um, mind, body, spirit, get them in the pool type stuff. And then Shanda, my hetero life mate and partner, she is a uh, bio neurofeedback counselor and therapist. And so she works with them on their fears and teach them how to breathe. And we're just trying to, you know, get them from both sides. That's phenomenal, man. Uh, I, I was listening to everything you were saying there. It's just like, wait, um, I have never asked you actually the, the title of um, you guys describe and what you guys actually stand for. And uh, I followed you throughout the years. I know things have changed, but it's really awesome to hear you have this group of people. You sound like very similar to like a, an echelon front with the Jocko Willing, Lace Babin group, or maybe even like with Rudy Reyes, a good friend of mine who um, has um, some of the affiliations with Man Tribe. Where you take these guys, um, his is particularly men, uh, Leif and Jocko, they're men and women of all areas, but you're, you're building these people, and that's great with your experiences. With, I, something I just love to hear. Well, thank you. I, we have to. Like, I mean, this. I'm just doing what the military taught me how to do. 
And and so, like you said, I am still a PJ. I don't get to rescue anybody anymore. But if I get to help these people, you are rescuing them, right? I, I'll give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> the the but the the like danger, uh, you know, the exciting kind of rescue. It's it's not that. It's the same thing that Mahoney taught me. He's like, Mar- did I ever tell you about uh, Master Mahoney when I was a student? Exactly. Uh, this Instagram. this is why my name is with an H on Instagram was this guy. And he actually works with a South Florida Tactical Athlete. So um, okay. he was a broke PJ when I met him, and I was a broke cone, and the instructors hated me. And he looked at me, and he's like, Maroney, is that Irish? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he, he goes, what's your first name? I said, Michael. And he was like, he's like, what's your middle initial? Or what's your middle name? I said, Patrick. And he said, Joseph. And because basically we're both Mike Mahoney, Mike Maroney. And he took care of me and he, he's like, because I, I was bummed out for him because he didn't wear, he didn't have his beret anymore. And he's like, Maroney, a man wears many hats in his life. It's just a hat. And I was like, what? You know, as a, as a young, dumb cone, like, no, the beret's everything. No, knucklehead, it's a hat. And it's not even very good for keeping the sun out of your face. And I was like, who are you, Sergeant? You know, and he just... The dude taught me so much and helped me when I was a dirty, scurvy scone. And, you know, I, he, I'm returning the favor, you know, because I would not be here if not for him and a, and a chief named Olney and, and Kilbride and the priests that used to talk to me and the teachers that kept me out of after school. Mr. Maroney, what are you going to do with your life? You know, all those people that planted seeds and helped me. Like I, I owe all of them the favor of returning the favor and helping somebody else who, you know, maybe doesn't know what they want to do or they're lost or maybe they do know what they want to do. Um, we're working with a young lady who's trying to build sustainable farms, you know, and, and to see her flourish and grow from not knowing how to swim underwater to, you know, she can do an underwater. Um, she doesn't like them, but she can do them. And so it, it's just that water confidence. And then to see her walk on land and teach a class, it's been pretty good. So, I mean, it's, we ha- we're all Green Berets in this penal planet that we live on and that we're here to help other people and give them the puzzle pieces that they need. And then maybe, oh, oh, shoot, yeah, I need that puzzle piece. And then, you know, because I'm, I'm finding the more people I talk to, the more it's almost I'm having a conversation with myself. And and I'm I'm telling them, and at the same time, I'm like, well, how can you tell this person this, you know? And maybe you're not all that in that, and so you got to fix that too, and you got to keep that higher standard at all times, and and just be the best person you can be. And it's just constantly looking in the mirror, and, and not for vanity reasons, but for okay, what what do I suck at? What can I do better? What do I need help at? Um, and then and then just better it every day and and like the kaizen method as long as you're 0.0001% better than you were yesterday that's growth <laughs> you know it might be slow growth but all growth is good growth so you just keep on going and 2 weeks from now it's a full percentage point 8 weeks from now it's 10 percentage points it's just constantly grabbing whatever hold you can get on on life and learn a lesson and then keep going and just keep kicking down doors Yes, I love it, Mike. I love it. Uh, constant growth, constant improvement. 
constantly going into the fray every single day. Uh, there's a great quote, I think it was by Charlie Munger, he's a right-hand man to Warren Buffett. He said, I constantly see people rise in life who are not the smartest, sometimes not the most diligent, but they're learning machines. Mm-hmm. They get a bed a little wiser than they did when they woke up, which is particularly important if you have a long road ahead of you. <laughs> Discharge your duties faithfully and well. He said, step by step, you get ahead, but not necessarily in fast spurts, right? Nope. doesn't want to be happy they're miserable and they want to climb up a bell tower and start shooting people and make you miserable with them there's some there's a and there, there are some people like that mike but i don't think that's the majority i really don't and um if we deconflict on that that's fine yeah but i would like to say that, that, that that's just one sick person that just um is what i was saying the other day kind of like joe was putting it on a podcast i was listening to him he talked about how like this is a guy and if you're doing the best you can, you're you're putting out great content online, whatever it might be. And you have this one guy that's just so nihilistic and destructive in his comments, and it's probably some forty-five-year-old guy in his mother's basement just farts on himself and smells his own farts and just hates his own life because he hasn't found his own path yet. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't want happiness. Um, the, the shooting that you're talking about—I mean, there's a shooting that that, that, that happened in in uh, what was it, Vegas? The one where they took out the country western people? Yeah. Yeah. They were just doing them a favor, though. They were listening to country western music. I mean, I think that guy was doing a favor in the long run. Well, you know, that's a good way to joke about it. But, uh, you know, you people lost their lives. And, you know, you, you settle with, um, with life versus death. And with that, um, although there was one guy that caused all that destruction and hate, there was also a lot of love that came out of that too. There's a lot of lovely people out there that are on the Facebook pages of all these people, these Instagram, these social media platforms, reaching out to these people with rainbows and hearts and, and love coming from everywhere. And there was a story of a guy who, um, since all these families had lost um, their, their owners, the dogs or, or cats or animals that had been abandoned inside of the homes, there was a guy that was offering to go and help um, the, the, the families or, or help these um dislocated animals that are in these homes that aren't being taken care of. He was volunteering to do that. And you don't really see that all, all the time. Uh, but it's out there, man. There is goodness out there. And we live in a very, sometimes what we see, a very random and chaotic world where there just sounds like there's chaos. And it's just a universe that's conspiring against us all the time. But there's good people out there, like yourself, Mike. And what you're doing with your tribe, with your people, you might not be being a PJ, but the, the, the philosophy and the embodiment of that job still rests inside of you. You are rescuing these people. You might not be rescuing them, them physically from behind enemy lines like you did so many times in, in your job, but you are rescuing them for a future that might, um, it's almost like going back to the future, like the movie, right? 
he goes back to the future he he makes this one change for this person and it, it completely changes the the, the complete future everything for this person's <laughs> life and the way i looked at it is like cobra kai for example look what happened to cobra kai with like johnny lawrence and what happened with with john crease what happened with um Daniel LaRusso with Miyagi-Do and uh, rewriting your past and, and what things can happen if you, if you go down the wrong path and having a mentor, having a sensei, having some person that can guide you the right direction. And that's you, man. You're rescuing these people whether you think it or not. You're doing it. I think that's just tremendously amazing that you do what you do right now. You're, you're, you're taking what you learn and you're applying it. You're helping other people just like you did your whole life, man. And uh, I look up to you. You've always been a mentor of mine, and uh, I love you, brother. I really appreciate you. Oh, well, thanks, bro. I love you. <laughs> well, before, all right, so we've, we don't want to go too long, although I think we should uh, plan on doing this again sometime. But I wanted to talk about your whoobies, because I love whoobies, and you've taken the world's greatest thing ever invented and then made it better. Can, can you tell us about oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know me, man. Uh, uh, I am an entrepreneur at heart. I love entrepreneurship. And um, I started my first company in 2016 in 3D printing. Stayed in tech for a little bit and had some fun with that. Uh, I just love bringing people together like you do to have success. And that's one of the things that I'm good at, bringing people together to have success. Um, thing is, there's a lot of different avenues you can go down that um, you'll just run into some really amazing people. And I ran into another Mike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so many Mikes, man. That's why I wanted to go into. My business partner, Mike, is uh, one of the realest men I've ever met. And uh, he approached me, actually, on the idea. He was sitting on the side of a mountain one day, and he was, had his wooby around him. And uh, he was super cold. And he's like, hey, Alex, I got this idea, man. Um, if you pass this opportunity up, you're going to regret it. And that's not the first time I've heard that, by the way taking opportunities when they're they're sitting right in front of your face. Oh, yeah. And I, and I encourage people, if there's an opportunity, it could be in a relationship. It could be a woman that just walks in your life for a man. Um, Say yes. And it steps on your foot. You don't even know it, it happens. It's like the sandlot, right? Babe Ruth says to Benny, he says, uh, some people don't realize when an opportunity uh, comes by them, uh, even when it spits on their feet. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is your opportunity. And um, I saw this opportunity, and Mike had uh, pitched it to me. I had experience in business. He had experience in business, and we, we made it rock and roll, brother. And um, and he is different than me, <laughs> which is good, because there's two of us, and we've made a very tremendously successful company in the past uh, two and a half, one, three years now. And what we did was we, we took the Whoopi, which is a poncho liner that's issued to all military personnel, and they say it's the one thing that the military issues to you that's worth a damn. <laughs> yeah. I and love my Whoopi, dude. Yeah, I bet you do, man. I love it as well. <laughs> and it's, it's super comfortable. It's like a, I don't know, it's a magical blanket. It's made out of space edge technology as well. Like, like, <laughs> aliens brought it. It's proof that aliens exist. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the aliens guy from the History Channel. Where'd you, where'd you find this? Where'd it come from? The Whoopi hoodie. Uh, the Whoopi in general. Uh, aliens. <laughs> Aliens, man, it explains everything. Uh, they build everything. It probably is from some, you know, archaic temple somewhere. Um, but uh, one of the things that we found out is that people are very emotionally attached to this particular item, 
and they have to turn it in when they get out of the service. And it's something they spent a long time um, under, for sure. They're a very cold night. could be a deployment sitting behind an MRAP, or it could be in the middle of the forest and in a patrol base somewhere. Um, but, and I've been there before, and I know you have too. I remember going through selection. I wrapped it around me. Um, I was going through a draw, man. I came out the other side, and it was in the morning, freezing in January. And I was super wet. I had an extra pair of boots and socks ready to go, and I had my whoopie ready, my wet weather. So I went through this really freezing area. It's called Scuba Road. Uh, very, very cold, by the way. That's why they call it Scuba Road. You're up to your neck, and you either go through that thing naked or you, you risk getting all your clothes wet. You want to waterproof your rock as well. Right. But I got to the other side, man, and I took, changed my clothes real quick. I put my whoopie over me, put my top back on, put a uh, put my Gore-Tex over the top, and I was super warm, man. Popped two MRE heaters, and I walked around with them. <laughs> <laughs> In my hands. Nice. <laughs> I was ready too. But uh, that was the philosophy, man, was, was getting somebody the experience that they had while they were in the military and uh, a really awesome novelty item that they could have for them, with them for the rest of their lives. And uh, uh, we, we own the company. It's called Whoopi Official Corporation. And it's, uh, it's grown in the past three years. Uh, our product's all over the world. We've had some people that have uh, recreated it their own. And, and are selling uh, one, but unfortunately, it being a a hoodie, uh, there's not really much intellectual property that goes into that besides <laughs> trademark and that kind of stuff, which we have, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, we are the original guys, we're the official guys, and um, we we stand by that, and we'll be the best that we can for our customers. We, we love them, and any ideas that people have for particular patterns, we're always looking for ideas. But it's been a tremendous ride. I, I love giving people what they want. And um, especially during this year, it's been chaotic, man. Uh, fabric sourcing, uh, shipping, USPS is always having an issue um, with, with the holidays. And then on top of that, you got Corona and people are losing their minds, uh, really going after them. But I, I just say, man, we, we went through a really rough time in 2020 as a country, as a world. And uh, in business and as well, it always gets tough, but we were able to make it out and, uh, and do very well. It's a, it's a great company. And I encourage everybody to follow us over at Will Be Official on Instagram and um, our YouTube channel as well as Will Be Official. And uh, go to our website at uh, www.willbeofficial.com and get yourself a Whoopi hoodie. And uh, we have a promo code MikeForce, all capitalized, and that's 15% off anyone who wants to shop with us. Uh, please come give us a visit. And if you guys have any, any questions about um, the community in general that uh, Mike and I have been in for, for many years, um, ask us a question as well. It doesn't have to always be business. If you, if you have a question or just want to talk, hit us up on Instagram. We, we love talking to every single one of you. So um, that's Will Be Official, brother. That's the, uh, the Will Be Hoodie is a uh, very uh, beautiful thing that we've uh, been able to bestow upon the world. And uh, we also make the Whoopie as well. So uh, we made the Whoopie hoodie, and we're making a lot of other products down the way. We don't want to talk about it too much. We give other people too many ideas. Uh, just, just some surprises in the future. Uh, and we also have Whoopies as well. Uh, but we need, super excited for the future for the company. We need Whoopie board shorts and a Whoopie onesie. And a giant beach towel Whoopie that you could, uh, maybe it's got... Uh, frayed fringes or something. <laughs> frayed fringes? Well, I'll tell you this, like, um, whether you're using poly 
polyester or nylon, um, either of the two, it, it's it's pretty good for uh, a beach towel, to be honest, of Wobby is. And, oh, yeah. and we're going to come out with some really awesome patterns. So if you're, you're looking for a nice beach towel, use a Wobby as well. We also have waterproofing um, technology that we have right now in our Wobby products, the hoodies and the Wobbies themselves. Nice. And all our future products are going to have that too. So they have a very um, light but functioning waterproofing technology already uh, being used in them. So, and I've seen a guy literally stand under a hose getting sprayed, and uh, he was good. <laughs> So, I think take one to the beach with you, brother. Oh, I I think we will. I think what we were thinking, like, so um, we've been thinking about like a a couple's yoga mat. Uh, okay. Probably about a double wide from a normal yoga mat, and then like a little bit longer. Because uh, I got a buddy that's got this yoga mat, and it's got I don't know what you want. The frayed is what the word came to my head, but it was all like kind of shaggy dog on the outside, and then comfortable. And I've slept on his mat a couple times and it's just comfortable so I could only imagine that but with a wooby middle would be phenomenal <laughs> just, yeah that's a really good idea brother we should work on that just give me a give me, give me a few weeks before I just get away and run off on it on my own <laughs> uh, we, should, we should definitely talk about that maybe put a put together a design brother that'd Come be awesome alright well we'll have to think about that yeah awesome dude i it's been a pleasure speaking to you, and I'm... Yeah, it's been a long road, man, and uh, I've had many conversations with you throughout the last 13 years, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you all those years, and being able to reconnect with you and still be in contact, brother. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm like the A-team. If you can find me and you're in that much need, then maybe you two can enlist. Um, actually, dirtycones.com... <laughs> Uh, dude, we're on, um, this podcast will be on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So we're, we're just about everywhere. Shanda's really brought us into the 21st century. I was sending carrier pigeons and, and notes to cones through Telegraph when, uh, she found me. (laughs) So now I'm like, what? And I want to get into, cause we, we touched on it and we'll do this next time. So I give something to excite about. But living inside the box, you know, or, or, or even know, dude, I didn't even know there was a box. I was told to live so much outside of the box that until two years ago, I didn't know there was a box. And no, there's a box for sure. Well, right. And, uh, I, I want to touch on that, brother, if, if we got a, a couple more minutes. All right, well, let's go. But on the box, so a lot of people want to live outside of the box. And I'll keep this short. A lot of people want to live outside of the box. And that's cool. They want to be um, in a special team or special unit, whatever it might be. But they forget that it's mastering all the things that are inside the box first before you can step outside mm. the box. All the other skills, the ranger skills, the patrolling skills, the, the land nav skills, all your fundamentals of marksmanship, your ability to communicate, your ability to lead, right. plan, devise, and execute. Those things are inside the box because those are the basics. Mastering the basics are in the box. If you want to live outside of the box, you must know the basics and learn the basics and do the basics very well. Well, the foundation is what it's all about. But I, I guess what I was getting to was I had – not that I ever mastered anything because I think that the only thing that's perfect is you continuously keep trying. 
You right? You're, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you, when you watch a guy driving a, a NASCAR or a pilot flying, there's always something moving. It may look like they're holding still, but you know they're holding something or they're moving something. And so I just the idea I was that there was something inside uh, after the foundation, and you just keep building. So then your foundation maybe gets so wide that you're like, oh. Okay, but I mean, you never, ABC is like where I will always go back to, um, just stay, and, and, and well, not necessarily as like a tr- triage, but are they breathing? Am I breathing? Okay, go. Like, if as long as somebody's breathing, we can continue with that. If people aren't breathing, then we might run into issues, but it's just constantly go, 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 grow, 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 learn, learn, learn. Well said, brother. Constantly developing, constantly improving, constantly evolving, constantly living, brother. Constantly. We're always in a state of going. Yep. All this go, 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 and stuff like that, but not in a state of being. Right. That's what we are. We're not a human going. We're a human Ooh, being. Ooh. That's a good one. I like it. That, that's we a... We got a lot of good ideas together, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we could rule the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We're gonna keep being, I guess. Well, thank you for spending your uh, your day with me, and I enjoy it, and I look forward to our next conversation. And I'm um, I'm always proud of you, and I'm always happy to hear from you. And I always get a smile when I see the cone known as on and off calling me. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that too. And I always tell everybody, um, if you've never met this man, the abyss, that you're in for a treat. So I encourage everybody to go and uh, learn from you and go listen to what you have to say because you, you have a tremendous level of experience and you also have an understanding of what it is to be you, live a life of being you, live a life that's great being you. Well, when you retire, you can come teach with me and we'll have a good time drowning cones together. All right, bro. Well, you have a good one. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate you. Love you, brother. Love you too, bro. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Right. Bye. So there you go, Dirty Cones. Thank you for listening. It's been my pleasure. Uh, have a good one. Who yeah?